Wait a second. John Henry got into the press... John Henry got into the press release? Hmm. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Mike Sullivan getting a three-year contract extension seemingly out of nowhere yesterday. This is... Of course, nothing but a great, big, positive development for the franchise. Actually, before I even get into that, it's a great, big, positive development for the coaching fraternity in the NHL as a whole. You tell me, when was the last time any head coach stayed behind the same bench for a decade? Because that's where this is going to end up. It runs through the 2026-27 NHL season. So it was three years on top of an already pretty long contract. So what are we talking about here? Barry Trotz in Nashville? Barry Trotz was there for a decade and a half. And the way NHL coaches change every time the team has a slump or seems to be quote-unquote tuning out tuning out the loudest voice in the room. So many general managers and, of course, the people above them have this knee-jerk reaction to, well, just get rid of the coach because that's just a thing that works, at least for a couple weeks. Because the players see the new guy come in. They know they can't get away with it anymore. They had their little mutiny, and now they got to go actually play hockey. That's, That's not great. That's not great for the sport. In general... When you have coaches who are insecure or constantly thinking about how they're going to get fired, you're going to have something similar to what happened in the late 90s and the early 2000s, which is that the hockey becomes really awful. It just becomes really conservative. It's defensive because coaches know there's only so much they can do to create offense, but there's definitely a lot they can do structurally to create defense. So they go ahead and do that instead. And then they take the sticks out of their players' hands. Sullivan isn't that guy, as you know. He's got a system, as I was just discussing by coincidence on yesterday's show, that emphasizes possession at all points on the rink. He emphasizes allowing his star players to attempt to make star-level plays. He is the perfect coach for the Pittsburgh Penguins. His dealings off the ice with truly elite players, one of them, a living legend, is a template for how head coaches in any sport should be dealing with players like a Sidney Crosby. I don't mean to make that sound like it's an ordeal, but it's a different type of challenge that not all coaches are up to. And you know all this, again. But what about this John Henry quote showing up in the press release? This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. John Henry, for anyone who doesn't know, is the octogenarian real 
owner, real big guy at the Fenway Sports Group, always has been. You think of him, I think of him as the owner of the Red Sox. He's been that for years. But he also is the owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I've gotten more used to having Tom Werner around. He's the chairman of FSG. He's the guy that's been on site with the Penguins through the past season and into the Stanley Cup playoffs. So I got to tell you that seeing this press release come out the way that it did from the team and having it include quotes from both Henry and Werner confirmed something that I'd shared with you way back in January. And those of you who are regular listeners actually might recall this. It was a practice that the Penguins were having in Boston at their facility that's a little bit outside the heart of town at this New Balance complex, the shoe manufacturer. Really, really nice. And after the practice, Sullivan came out to meet with, I think there were two or three of us there reporting on this practice. And behind him comes Werner and all these FSG dudes, and they're getting ready to take Sully to dinner. And I did mention this to you. I know that I did. And I'm thinking, man, they really, really like this guy. If you're familiar with FSG's background in other sports, not just the Red Sox, but also uh, in the English Premier League soccer, they are really, really big on finding and then in turn retaining the people they feel are the industry's cream of the crop in terms of running their franchises. Now, while that might sound like a no-brainer and something that all 32 NHL franchises would espouse, eh, you know, find how many head coaches right now in the league have Sullivan's credentials. It's a really, really short list. We're talking about John Cooper and a couple others, and it ain't many. And it was right then that I started thinking, man, they've not only taken a liking to this guy, but they're going to find a way to make sure that he's really important in this structure for a long time. So when the extension happens yesterday, you know, I don't have much of a reaction at all other than, hey, that's awesome. Then I open up that press release and I see instead of just the obligatory quote from the GM, who would almost always be the only figure included in something like this, as was the case with Sullivan's previous extension, the only mention of anybody else associated with the team was Jim Rutherford. There was what Ron Hextall had to say, but then there were both Henry and Werner. This is my way of trying to tell you that Sully is actually probably on more solid footing than the guys he answers to. And that's not to suggest that Hextall and or Brian Burke is in any kind of trouble. I'm just saying that anytime you have somebody underneath who's got longer term job security, this applies in any walk of life or business, that person's going to be feeling it a little bit, you know, and when he goes into the room and says, hey, you know, I don't really have much use for this guy that you got me and I really don't feel inclined to play him much. The GM and the president will grit their teeth, but they're going to go along with him. So anyway, I don't want to make it, you know, some uh, drama out of this or anything. It's a it's a really, really good day 
for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And you could hear it in Sullivan's voice yesterday on his call with us following the extension. And, and to, to be able to continue the journey with these guys and our new ownership group and, and our new management team for me is, uh, it, it, it's hard for me to put it into words. I just, uh, I'm so excited about uh, the opportunity to, uh, you know, to, to face the challenges that we have ahead of us. I'm excited about training camp this year. Uh, our coaching staff is, uh, is meeting starting tomorrow as a group for the next three or four days. Uh, to prepare for for our upcoming season, uh, I'm so excited to, to meet with these guys and and uh, and it, it's just uh, it's hard for me to put it into words. It, it just means the world to me. Congrats to Sully. Congrats to the hockey team. Congrats to FSG for showing up. Showing up. When we come back, J1Q. comes from Neil English, and um, yeah, wait till you hear this one. Okay, says Neil. The problem is, if Tristan Jari really is the guy in the playoffs, and that's yet to be seen, then this franchise doesn't worry about regular season glory, so we need a better backup than Casey DeSmith, and Jari needs support and a challenge Braden Holtby is still available. I would give him a camp invite. Why not? Because Braden Holtby is not the guy that you remember. He's not the guy that played in that series for the Capitals that eliminated the Penguins and ended their Stanley Cup run. He is not the guy that won that championship for Washington. I think he was just as responsible for that as any other member of the Capitals. I thought that world of his showing that spring and summer. But he hasn't been that guy for a while now. And moreover, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing when you bring that guy in? Understand that there's a certain structure to training camp. There's only two nets at any given time. You're bringing in a third guy. You're throwing him in at what point on the depth chart? And... Toward what end? You know, say what you want about Jari, and it sounds like you're still fixated on him passing the puck up the middle of the ice against the Islanders. But he's shown himself to be, as you do acknowledge, a pretty good, sometimes great, regular season goaltender. And within that, the point that I can't make forcefully enough as it relates to the season that Jari just had, is that he got better. It's not like he just had another strong regular season. He was technically better. He was mentally better. He didn't go into slumps. He didn't beat himself up. He didn't, you know, go wandering behind the net and try crazy things like dropping the puck at his own feet to see if he could shoot into an empty net in a playoff game. He grew up. He matured. I felt that from speaking with him. I felt that way that much more from speaking with Andy Kyoto, who I covered back when Andy was playing. And I felt like Andy was always a straight shooter then and is now as well. And the stuff that he told me about Jari and the lessons learned 
the very specific upgrades to his game left me feeling really confident about Jari entering the playoffs. Now, of course, the foot injury happens. Jari still finds a way to come back and play in Game 7. Played pretty well in Game 7. If you think about the nature of how the Rangers scored their goals, they were going in off Mike Matheson's feet left and right. So to me, right now, the only problem that I have regarding Jari is that he doesn't have a long-term contract yet. As long as we're giving out contracts there at FSG, I understand that this one has to fit under a cap, but he's got to be next. And DeSmith, you know, I, I don't have a whole lot of use for the way he starts seasons or the way he ends them. And what I mean by that is that he starts them playing very poorly, and then he ends them hurt. Why the Penguins decided to go with DeSmith, they'll tell you themselves, I believe, that it was because they understood what the value was in terms of the dollar. They understood that they couldn't go very far when it came to the cap and backed up goaltending, which, by the way, is another reason that you don't bring in a Holtby or anyone else. I appreciate the question. I do. I'm just having fun with you here, Neil. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.